Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast, a podcast where every other week I interview some of the most inspiring women working in data. They discuss how data is used in various industries, share their knowledge and experience in the field, and equip you with tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight to it. I am joined today by Nicole Ramsden, Chief Data Office Lead at JP Morgan. Having previously worked across multiple business functions and geographies, Nicole has worn various hats in her career. But when she was appointed to build a new function for JP Morgan, she found herself leading outside of her comfort zone. In this episode, you will hear how she quietens the inner voice asking if she is the right person for the job or has the right skills to build a high-performing chief data office while ensuring a diverse talent pipeline. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the Women in Data podcast. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here today talking with you. We've had a few full starts on these more <laughs> technical issues, <laughs> but we are here recording and I am so pleased to have you with me today. And we're going to talk about your amazing career and how you got to where you are and then how you managed to build the, the amazing team you're building. But before we get into that, can I invite you to introduce yourself? Thank you. Um, so at the moment, I'm leading a team of 28 people uh, in the chief data office at JP Morgan, covering the Asia Pacific region. And I'm responsible for driving JP Morgan's global data strategy and data governance, uh, incorporating all of the APAC-specific requirements whilst ensuring that we're remaining compliant with all of our regulatory obligations. And my role extends multiple lines of businesses and 16 markets. What a responsibility. <laughs> you have this team working in data, but data is not really your background. So could you touch a bit on, on that? How did you actually end up into data and what business area do you come from? Prior to being appointed as the APAC firm-wide lead for the Chief Data Office around 18 months ago, I led the APAC Security Services Business Control Management team for five years. Now, during that time, my scope actually expanded to include responsibility for the corporate and investment bank data privacy for the region. I guess you can say this was my first official role in data, but I certainly didn't come from a data background. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a certified practicing accountant. Um, and one of my first roles in JP Morgan was actually a fund accountant in our Sydney office. So over the 19 years with the firm, I've held multiple roles covering obviously fund accounting, um, operational risk, change management, program management, and also controls. So I've worked across multiple lines of businesses from the corporate investment bank to asset management. And I've held roles in Sydney, where I started my career, London, Hong Kong, um, and now I'm based in Singapore. I love the diversity of that. It's not only a diversity of backgrounds because you wore multiple hats in, in different business functions, but also in different areas of the world. So Sydney to London and then to Hong Kong, that's, that's quite impressive. And we're going to touch later on how working in all these different functions has helped you in your career in data right now to hear about the team you're building at JP Morgan right now. 
when I came into the role um, around 18 months ago now, there was only really myself and three others. Um, and since then, I've grown the team to 28 people. And we now have staff in all of our major hub locations in APAC, supporting all of our local businesses onshore. So it has been a really unique opportunity to build an entire team and a function from scratch. And these opportunities don't really come up very often in an organisation that, as you can imagine, is well established like JP Morgan. I bet because the organisation has been around for a while, they have their ways of working and, and then you have to build something completely new from there. Especially not coming from, from a data background. So I can imagine the pressure you must have felt and the, the different challenges you had to overcome. Absolutely. So, you know, knowing how unique this opportunity was to build a new function from scratch, I just really wanted to make sure that I took the time to hire a really diverse set of people. And that really was both in gender, but also in the skill set. Um, and there were a few ways that I managed to do this. So firstly, I made sure I had a very diverse interview panel mm. so that the candidates who have been interviewing for the first time, possibly with JP Morgan, they were able to see that we do have you know, senior females leading these really important functions within our organisation. So for example, I had the location heads of compliance, our senior country business managers and heads of operation who are all you know, senior female managing directors involved in our candidate selection process. And I felt that was really important. And then secondly, you know, I hired also via our internal mobility program, which is also a fantastic way to attract our internal candidates who are looking for the next move in their career. But also, you know, I'm passionate about building a pipeline of female talent into data roles and really looking at the team I have now, I feel we have achieved this goal. And now we have significant more women um, as part of my team and starting to come through the ranks. And I have a team that really bring a range of skill sets to the table. So I've hired people from very much a diverse background. So people from our technology function, compliance, business management, and also even our front office. So I have people who are, you know, very analytical but also people who are really great communicators and they have really great influencing skills. And I have some really great executors in the team as well. So I think combining all of these qualities really make for a very diverse and dynamic team who all bring very different ideas and perspectives to the table. You come from a very diverse background yourself, not having trained into data. So you did mention the fact that you were an accountant and then you work in different functions in different businesses and also different areas of the world. So do you think that this is what's really motivating you to put this accent on diversity when you're hire for your team? Absolutely. I think because I've had such a diverse, as you say, diverse background and experience across multiple functions and, and lines of businesses, you know, I do see the value that that brings. You know, you don't have to be pigeonholed into one role. I think the people that actually have moved around in various roles absolutely bring diverse perspective to the table. So I'm always looking for people with diverse skill sets. I think it's really important. And particularly now we've been given the opportunity to actually start this new team in, in the region. We really do need that diverse skill set to help build the team even further. I couldn't agree more with, with what you just said. And it's very great to actually see it in practice, especially in such a big organization. I guess I want to talk about the challenges that you encountered along the way. And if you could tell a bit, tell us a bit more about this transition. So you're hiring a diverse team coming from a diverse background yourself, but it mustn't be that easy to come and build a team in data when you don't actually come from data. Yes, absolutely. So when I was offered the role to build out the chief data office, it was, as you say, it was extremely daunting proposal at the time. So knowing that I don't have a 
background in data and having, you know, a little bit of what we call imposter syndrome, um, you do question whether you have the right skill set and whether you are really the right person for this job. And in the back of your mind, you just, you know, you know how important data is to the firm, to our clients and all our regulators as well. So it can be quite overwhelming at times. That's definitely for sure. But I guess as I sort of came into the role, you know, what I've really learned is that it's important to know, know your strengths, you know, know your unique value proposition. And what was it that others saw in me that they believed I could actually do this job? And that's what you really need to focus on. So for me, I just needed to stop worrying about the fact that I didn't have a data science background, but really just having to start to sort of focus more on my strengths. And for me, that's my communication skills, my ability to influence, um, and obviously to build connections and to, and to execute. You know, knowing that these strengths, I think, has really helped me, you know, focus on where I can actually bring the most value from our team perspective. And that's really, you know, helping to actually connect our APAC region into all of our global data programs. So, again, it's really making those connections across multiple lines of business to help really drive a consistent data strategy. And it's really also driving awareness across the business about the team, you know, what our priorities are. Obviously, we're very new. Um, But then also, I think, Knowing the strengths of each member of my team as well has also been really powerful as it means, you know, we are so much more dynamic and diverse in our thoughts and also in our skill sets. I love that. And another guest from the podcast has mentioned that before as well, the the importance of knowing their strengths to be able to, I guess, fight this imposter syndrome and know that they can lead the team into the next stage and be a great leader. I love that. And we tend to focus a lot on what it is that we can learn more rather than what it is that we know we can do well to to succeed in our career. So it's it's really great to hear another leader saying that. So you did mention the fact that you use your strength to be able to to build your team and establish yourself as a leader. But is there anything that you really took away from your experience that you could put in practice and help move things forward? So I guess firstly, I would say it's really, really important to focus on your strengths and where you can make the most impact. If you're also unsure of your strengths and talents, one of the um, one thing that was actually recommended to me by a colleague here was taking the Gallup Strengths Assessment. And I'm not sure if you're, you're aware of this, but it measures your talents and your natural thinking, your feeling and your behaving. So I think intrinsically, I knew what my strengths were, but then put this on paper and it really helped to crystallize, you know, what my strengths are. And when building out a high functioning team from scratch, just making sure that we had a really good balance of skills and talents. So knowing your strengths really helps you to understand you know, where you can bring the most value in your job and your team. And then secondly, and I think this is really equally as important, is identifying someone that you can talk to to bounce ideas off. You know, someone that you can get their views and and help guide you. And I've been really fortunate in my career here at JP Morgan to have had, you know, many great managers over the 19 years that I've been with the firm that have so much experience across various lines of businesses and locations. And I can still call on them today for guidance. But also there's also some other formal, you know, mentorship programs as well that's available outside of uh, my existing function, which is also a great way to expand your stakeholder network. That sounds great. <laughs> I think this is, especially at the beginning of my career, these two things, so knowing the strength, and, but also having, I guess, a mentor or an advocate is something that I had not considered at all. So for me, it was all about doing the work and, and that would get me where I wanted to be. 
probably not even knowing what it is that I want to do, <laughs> where I want to be. But I do see the value of knowing your strength. And so this Gallup strength assessment that you mentioned, I think I've seen it. Is it a book? No, you can actually, you can go online um, and you fill in a, in a whole bunch of questions. It's like a questionnaire. And then based on your responses, it will then pull up these results and, and, you know, they send you the report afterwards. But it's just, it's very interesting way to actually look and see based on, you know, how you've naturally responded to these questions, mm. um, what that tells you. So very much, it was what I thought, but it was just really great to see, you know, your strengths after you do this survey. So I definitely highly recommend it. And I've actually had my team do it as well which has also been very insightful. I feel like this is something I've done. I remember doing an assessment, but I don't know if it's exactly that one. I will need to dig it up. But I also remember a red <laughs> book about finding your strengths. I will need to look for that and then put them in the in the show notes for the listeners. I'm curious to hear about, you know, how working in various function has helped you in your career. So I guess no doubt firms like JP Morgan, they're large. So you know, having worked across multiple functions and lines of businesses has definitely helped me with building, obviously, my understanding on how the bank operates across time zones, markets. It's also helped me to build my network. This has been so valuable throughout my time and my career at JP Morgan, you know, when trying to solve complex problems in such a large organisation that requires potentially input from subject matter experts and other functions just knowing who to go to. And also on the flip side, you know, I also get people that I've known from many moons ago coming to me and asking, you know, for my help in navigating the APAC region to help solve their problems. So it really does work both ways. And it just really helps to get things done a lot quicker and, and more efficiently. It, it's helped me definitely um, in, in the various roles that I've had for sure. How would you identify really who to go to? Because this is something that you've mentioned a few times now. And I'm guessing, as you said, this is a really large organization. So how would you go about identifying who these these stakeholders are and how to create the relationship with them? So a lot of the people that obviously, you know, I still connect with are people that I've worked with, you know, throughout my 19 years, whether they're people that are based in the Sydney office or are still in London, or may have worked in Asia and now working in, you know, New York. You know, I've I've maintained those relationships. And throughout the 19 years, you know, there are people that, you know, you've you became friends with, or they could have been your managers in the past, or they could have been a colleague. And again, I think it's really important to just maintain those connections, even if you just drop them an email once every few months or you traveling for work and and thankfully that started happening again and you're able to actually physically meet these people in person it doesn't take much just to stay in touch with people um, and it's amazing by doing that you, you can just see the benefits that that brings you know it may not benefit you now but if you move jobs again in another say three four five years time you just never know when you may actually need those people and call on them for their help so I always encourage my team as well to just look at their network that they've got now and work out who they who they haven't connected with and whether it's outside our organization it could be you know in another location it could be in a different part of the business so it's really important to step outside your comfort zone and if you're not if you haven't met these people before 
then try and look for opportunities to actually meet them. And in the firm, we also have a lot of a lot of groups that we can join. So Women on the Move group, as an example. You know, there's lots of opportunities for networking and connecting with various functions and people from, you know, from all walks of life. So networking is so important. And, you know, I always say to my team, you know, when they start, you know, write a list of people that you know that you need to connect with or write that list of people that you know that you really well, but perhaps you you don't know so well. And that should be on your list. And then over time, that list should continue to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, you'll be amazed, you know, within where you were, say, this time next year, we don't know how far you've come just in, in a short period of time. So I can see the value in it because it has actually been very um, instrumental in, in helping me in all of, my, all of my roles, actually. And I love that. It sounds a bit like doing a network audit. And to close the episode, is there anything, so any content that you read, listen to or watch that helps you in your career and personal development? Twice a year, the JP Morgan Private Bank actually publishes a reading list of recommended books, some really inspiring authors, and it often includes books that I actually wouldn't normally pick up. And a couple that I'm actually reading from this year's summer list actually is the first one is called A Race for Tomorrow, and it's from the Financial Times reporter Simon Monday, who has travelled around the world. He's written about communities who have been directly impacted by climate crisis. So he talks about Greenland, you know, he talks about Siberia, Southeast Asia um, and the Pacific Islands and really tries to convey the magnitude of the climate problem. And as we see, ESG data is becoming increasingly important for the firm and our clients. So this book has really helped to sort of highlight the importance of climate change to the communities and also our global businesses, but also offers some great hope for some inspiring new wave of innovations. So that's been a fantastic book. And then the second one is called The CEO Excellence by three McKinsey Partners. And this book examines some of the most respected CEOs globally across multiple in- industries and highlights that even though they all came from very diverse industries, they all think and adapt in similar ways. And to me, I just found this book really interesting and it was a really great food for thought, you know, when I was thinking about my own team and our vision for the future and how I can personally improve in my own self-development to really try and be the best leader that I can for my team. So I really do recommend uh, these two books. And I'm looking forward to the uh, to the next list that comes out from the private bank. I'm looking forward to that list too. Is that something that they're publishing publicly or, or yes. is it just internal? Yes. Ooh. I can send it to you after this actually. Absolutely. Yes, it is on the web. It's uh, If you Google JP Morgan private bank uh, reading list, it's definitely on there, but I'm happy to share it as well Absolutely. Uh, because there's definitely some great, great books in there. That would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me on the podcast today. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much, Karen. It's been fantastic. And let's remain in touch. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a new guest. Until then, if you have two minutes, it would be great if you could leave us a rating or a review, as it helps not only to make the podcast more visible, but also to enhance the content. If you don't want to miss the next episode, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We are also on LinkedIn. And if you wish to, you can even register to the community for free. All you have to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. Have a great day.